Hello, Eminem listeners. Oh, did you need to never say we're starting? Oh, my God, hello. <laughs> we are starting. Hello, <laughs> good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are. And here we are with our great guest, lovely Evelyn and Marzi. <laughs> Marzi's not the guest. But <laughs> she's <laughs> lovely. <laughs> to have you here and thank, thank you, you so much we're so excited to have her here and we want to talk about her life and her job and her you know life journey because i bet you come a long way yes there's a lot of transitions and different places and a lot of growth a lot of changes and yeah a lot of stories <laughs> i do i would like you to say hi I did. Did you? I didn't oh. hear that. <laughs> I always sneak in my hand somewhere. <laughs> okay, Evelyn, start from wherever you can remember yourself, where you see and where you remember Evelyn. Mm -hmm. So once upon a time, <laughs> I'll start from the very beginning. I am. I was born in Taiwan. So and living and I have um, three other siblings so I'm the second oldest I have a sister an older sister and then my brother and then my youngest sister so our family I lived in Taiwan till I was about seven and then our whole family moved to Guam because my my dad wanted us to have more opportunities so that's the place where we learned how to speak English in Guam and um, and then I lived there till I was 16. So I went to high school there, and then on a small island of Guam. And uh, we continued to learn Chinese in Guam, which I didn't really want to, but because it's like another school, right? It's it like learning English, and then I have to continue learning Chinese. But now I can say I'm, I'm glad that I did. You know, at that time, of course, when we were younger, it was, yeah want to play more than going to school. Mm -hmm. So when I was 16, our whole family moved to California, came to California, because my oldest sister went to college, and there was only one college in Guam, the University of Guam. So this way, you know, she had more opportunity at different schools. So she ended up in um, going to University of um, Irvine. Mm -hmm. So our whole family moved to Irvine. In '83, so I finished high school in Irvine. Mm -hmm. So after school, I've always liked to just start working because that's to Passionate me that's work. yeah to me that's where you gain experience. You know, sure you learn things at school, but it's such a different mm -hmm. type of knowledge and, and experiences. So I started working at Del Taco when I was 16. Yeah, and it was down the street. So. Um, then after that, after I graduated from high school, I worked at Nordstrom's in you know, the credit department. So it was kind of nice to <laughs> to learn other things other than fast food. So even though it was great to get free food <laughs> at that time. So after working at Nordstrom, I did go to college for a couple of years. It just did not resonate with me. So um, I moved out when I was 19. So I just started doing 
many different things. Like, you know, the young adults would do. I was going to different places to party, to dance, and, you know, just different places that experience different uh, workplaces. And um, then I ended up moving to Ventura County. So it was a, um, a boyfriend, a past boyfriend of mine, his father was living in Hawaii. So I moved up here with him. And, you know, such a new place compared to Orange County. And, yeah, and I moved from Orange County to LA you know, just different places all the way up to Ventura County. So, and this is where I just stayed here, you know, as a, a, became a staple here because I was moving a lot. Yeah. And I guess at that time I was just exploring. Mm -hmm. Like, where do I want to be? Where do I want to go? Mm -hmm. And this is where I ended up staying. So I stayed here, yeah, I moved here, it was like in 87, I think. Wow. Yeah, 87 or 88. And then I worked here and lived here with my ex-boyfriend then. And um, and around in the mid '90s, mm -hmm. I was without a job, and I thought, okay, what am I gonna do? So my mom said, you know, since you're not working, why don't you go to GIA, which is the Genealogical Institute of America, and that that's the place where you learn how to. Um, great diamonds and wow, yeah, that's interesting. Learn about gemstones, right? Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, why not? You know, I'm not really working, I'm not doing anything. So, so I moved back down to LA, and I actually was living in Glendale, and so I went to school there for a year. So I learned how to grade stones and making jewelry and, and all. it was very fun. And also just meeting so many different from mm -hmm. um, many people from various areas of the country. Because mm -hmm. that was the hub where a lot of people, I mean, there's people that went there, their family's already in the jewelry business, mm -hmm. right? So they think there's their kids there to learn more. Um, more um, stuff about gems. So it was really nice to meet so many different people from different countries. So I was there for a year, and after that, then I ended up moving to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. wow. I was there for like probably four months, you know, because a, a boyfriend of mine wanted to move there, and I said, all right, you know, because to me, living in Guam, almost 10 years, an island is an island. But so, we went, and it was fun, it was nice, it was, we lived um, in um, Oahu, that's the island we stayed at. And after four months, I thought, okay, it's time to go, you know? <laughs> I'm already done. So I moved back here to California, and then um, worked at, um, yeah, I worked at downtown LA for a couple of years in the jewelry uh, industry. So. That was really nice, especially going to the jewelry shows, you know, looking at oh, beautiful yes. gemstones, right? So that was really nice. And after two years, I thought, okay, I'm done with this too, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it was just exploring the, the different places, you know? So I ended up coming back to Ventura and, and then landed a job that actually makes um, electromechanical switches mm -hmm. for satellites and oh. you know missiles oh. and stuff like that and I at first I thought 
why am I going into this this industry? But to me, it, it I guess it doesn't really matter what product that they're doing. It's just a job is a job in the admin job. And I, my background is in customer service. So I was in customer service and then I moved to sales management. So I was at this company for eight years. So, um, and at that time I was able to travel. So I was traveling to China and, and Taiwan because that was my territory. So it was really nice for me to travel to Taiwan you know, on the company's dime, and then I can visit my family in Taiwan. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, a nice perk. So I was there for about eight years, and after eight years, I, I left mm -hmm. again. And um, then I went to another job that um, also it, they sell furnishings, you know, mm -hmm. for home improvements, and I was there for a couple of years. So, um, and during that, right after that, I was laid off, and you know, and then my 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 father was um, he's passed away. This was like four, 13 years ago. Oh. So he passed away thirteen years mm -hmm. ago, but before that, he was um, dealing with um, cancer, liver oh. cancer. So, Oof. so every year, our we would go home mm -hmm. and visit our family in Taiwan and, and see him. And um, so around that time when he passed away. Um, I lost my job again. So at the time, I just thought, what am I going to do? You know, and, and it was with, with my relationship also with my, my father wasn't very, very close. So when he passed away, I, you know, just said to myself, I, I didn't want to have a different, the same type of relationship with my mother. Mm -hmm. And so um, I decided to, work on myself, mm -hmm. you know, to mend the relationship. And of course, when I was younger, it's, it's all her fault, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's always her, it's mm -hmm. not me. So now that I learned, I did go through um, working on myself with hypnotherapy and coaching mm -hmm. and uh, for, with my mentor. So for about over a year, I really committed mm -hmm. myself to do that work and, um, now my mom and I are just, the relationship is just, you know, a completely 180. It's it just really, really... Well, turn around. Turn around, yeah. And, Technically, um, hypnotherapy helped you to build up your relationship with your mom. Yeah, it's just changing my, changing my limiting beliefs mm -hmm. about what I thought about her and the situation, you know, and really just owning my own stuff. <laughs> because it it took both of us to tango, right? Mm -hmm. So she's there's a part of her, she's she was in the problem, but I'm part of the problem as well. Mm -hmm. So it's it's really about recognizing and accepting that. Wow, that's <laughs> you know? interesting. Because that's the hardest part for most people is, what do you mean I'm part of it? You know, <laughs> I mean she did all this, and I was just being a kid, you know per mm -hmm. se, right? So. Um, yeah, so it really was very profound work that I, I did that. So the reason, and I went to school, to hypnotherapy school, because my fiancé, at that time, he wasn't really working. He was, you know, so he said, hey, he found this a hypnotherapy school. He goes, why don't we just go and check it out? Mm -hmm. And and what's interesting, I said, oh, you know, because I used to watch, 
you know, hypnosis shows, right? Mm-hmm. Right. They do all these tricks up there, and and in my mindset was, my God, if that person can make the other person do that, <laughs> I wonder if he can make me change my belief about my relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my whole mindset, you know. Yeah. So if someone can do that, oh my God. But it's not really magic. Of course, the show is a show, right? It's right. entertainment, <laughs> you know, because the work is it's it's tough in the beginning. But as you continue to do it, you start reaping the rewards of what a relief, you know. I'm releasing a lot for me. Mm-hmm. So um, as I was working towards just building the relationship, you know, there's ups and downs, and um, but I took the opportunity, you know, when we went to school because I thought, well, you know, I'm learning this tool to help others. Of course, I would need to help myself first. Mm-hmm. And I'm already in school, so I might as well take advantage of it. So it did. It really, really helped me. And when I, the first time that I, um, I never, in the past, I could not, I just couldn't stand being on the phone with my mom. You know, it's like within five minutes, there's going to be an argument. Aww. You know, well, you said this and I did this and da, 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 you know, <laughs> all that, right? Typical um, disagreements. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so when I, it was, it was more like a test. Mm-hmm. I knew she was coming to visit because she, she still lives in Taiwan. So she comes and visit. Aww. And my sister lives in San Francisco. So I went to visit um, her and my mom was there. And I thought, well, this is going to be the big test. You know, let's <laughs> see what happens. And it was so interesting that I was just, in a way, observing the situation even though I was in it. Mm-hmm. And just was able to not be in the moment so much, you know. And I was able to observe myself. Mm-hmm. And, it, and then I spent a whole day on the bus with her. No. I mean, the whole thing. And no argument. No argument. I mean, she was telling me the same story like three, four times, but I was still just, you know, enjoying just, That's it was good. just the awe of the moment that She oh didn't change. God. You changed exactly. yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just changed everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it really, you know, when that really happened, it actually, like what you just said, I changed and it, it just trickled to her. Mm-hmm. And then the whole family dynamic kind of change, mm-hmm. you know, because it just takes one person. Exactly. You know, to, to take that responsibility. And that wasn't my intent. My intent was just to build my relationship or mend the relationship between me and my mom. But instead, it, you know, was a bigger reward because mm-hmm. now, you know, my brother, when I call my mom, you know, sometimes every week or every other week and we'll have a video call and my brother would be on the call and we'll be talking, Good. you know, so it's very different than how it was before. So I really, with, with all that, it, the credit of, of the work that I did, you know, the, the techniques and the method that it did That's is really, amazing. yeah. I know, Marisa, you want to ask question because... Um. I know that it's burning. Cause, cause uh, no, 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 uh, no. I was just, you don't want yeah. to just stop. No, yeah, I was no. Uh, it's uh, it, this is amazing. Yeah, it's uh, it's the the reflection and uh, that's exactly what's, what's happening with all. Of it. Yeah, in in life, we are 
we're all responsible for how we react to everything that's around mm-hmm. us. So that's that's what you know. That's my motto as well, um, because we cannot control how other people think or act or react or mm-hmm. talk, but we can only control how we react to it. So exactly, life just happens around us, mm-hmm. and all that matters is how we react to it. And and yeah, as soon as we change our um, view and and kind of uh, yeah sometimes something needs to just switch or we just need to um maybe put ourselves in their shoes or mm-hmm. just see where all of this is coming from it, it really changes everything because all of these um uh, disagreements and bickerings and arguings between family members between friends uh, partners it it can really be resolved easily with with just trying to understand and just listen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and be more understanding and it's beautiful i'm i'm so glad that you're you're getting there because i'm i'm sorry that you didn't get to do that with your dad yeah but it's beautiful to see that um you you created that new relationship with mom and it's it's amazing yeah it really it creates peace mm-hmm. in, in the whole dynamic mm-hmm. of the family so mm-hmm. um and i can, i can see that and you know, like you're, I, I haven't met you. This is the first time we meet. <laughs> so I, I don't know how you were feeling before this, before all this happened, but I can see that like inner peace. You're like calm. You're in peace with yourself, and, and that's beautiful. It really changes yeah. the quality of life. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's, it's, it's not you're not in it. You're observing it. Mm-hmm. You know, Even though you're physically in the situation, yet you're able to step out mm-hmm. and see, okay, you know, a different perspective. Like you were just saying, putting yourself in the other person's shoes. You know, because if, if you have all those beliefs about someone, mm-hmm. you won't be able to do that, exactly. right? Because that's in your way. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you let that go and replace mm-hmm. with the beliefs that benefit you, mm-hmm. then I'm able to see, wow, yeah, I am part of this. You know, mm-hmm. oh my God! I mean, that was a shocker, <laughs> even though it's <laughs> yeah. the truth. <laughs> yeah. But um, so that's the that's really the 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 change work, mm-hmm. you know, that that we do. So um, after you know, finishing right before we finished the hypnotherapy school, um, the director of that school asked us, my me and my partner, to teach mm-hmm. there. So we taught there for a year, and then we decided to venture out and do our own training. So. So that's what we'll be. That's amazing. Doing yeah, yeah, I'm gonna because I know Marianne was gonna say something about what you were saying, and and then I want to ask about the hypnotherapy uh, career. Are you okay? Yes. Yeah, I was. <coughs> I think I got a little bit emotional. <laughs> it's so interesting that she went like years of life. Mm-hmm. She explained, Evelyn explained about her life, year by year after years, and then I think the stopping point where she was able to communicate and connect with her mom am i right it it seems like this is this is your the biggest achievement of your life for sure beside the job beside like because you changed a lot and my question was here what was your finishing point that you were leaving the job when when you were feeling like i'm done with this Oh, all the jobs. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's it's more drama than anything else. You know, it's it's um 
I mean, if you want to go to specifics, I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's uh, one job is the um, in L.A. and um, it was my boss who hired me for a specific position. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to be assisting her. She's the president of the company, and then when I got hired, I became another position. And I thought, okay, whatever, you know, I have yeah. two jobs, but. Um, it was the drama, you know, the personality. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, a lot, a lot of times it is said that in a workplace, you know, 30% is the actual job, mm -hmm. right? Correct. 70% is the drama. Exactly. The, the relationships between all right. the people. Mm -hmm. So that's what happened. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just you know. Push I you go. away. Yeah. It just, it wasn't, to me, what she did, you know, it, it was just very unethical mm -hmm. and um and i thought you know why am i here mm -hmm. um to deal with this and we're just, well, i'm here to do a job mm -hmm. you know i know people we we get sucked into some type of drama regardless because we spend so many t time mm -hmm. monday through friday eight hours a, a day correct so that's like half of your mm -hmm. life there so mm -hmm. these people that work with you becomes almost like quote-unquote your family, family yeah you know mm -hmm. so then you start talking to each other as if you're at home sometimes uh -huh. and people forget about that so um most of my job what i love is because of that i'm just done with the drama mm -hmm. you know and um and the last job that i was laid off at it was just because of well because of business you know, but the revenue and also part of drama too. Yeah, it's like so. you know when because I think you like the work in jewelry, right? The way that you explained it, it is a very exciting job. Yeah, that's a very rewarding job, and it's you have to have a lot of knowledge, and then as you go forward, you learn more and more about the stones and minerals that you're. It's in your hand, and then the most valuable things like a thing. Yeah. in your hand but you left it because of the job drama mm -hmm. yeah see it's like i think most of us we leave even we love the way that we are doing our job and we put our heart in it mm -hmm. but because of somebody else's and the atmosphere is not healthy right. then we have to leave and right. just say goodbye to what we love right that's yeah. the hard part. It is. It is. I mean, I really enjoyed the jewelry industry, but it, it was very, very tough to get in, too, mm -hmm. you know, because um, especially I didn't come from a jewelry business family, mm -hmm. you know, and there's a, and the, in the jewelry business is, I mean, not just that business, but I to me, my experience was they're so close, the connections. It's, they know this person, that person, so... If you're not in that connection, uh -huh. it'd be it's it's a lot yeah. tougher to get a job. I bet I don't you know, know anything about this industry. I know minerals and jewelries a little bit because it was my first major. But <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Evelyn, um, I know you said you guys jump into the hypnotherapy by accident. Mm -hmm. Kind of. Sort of. You were yeah. not planning. It just happened. Right. And then both of you and your uh, fiancé, mm -hmm. you guys started. And then both of you, you liked it. Mm -hmm. And you're continuing right now as a, you know, your profession, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And do you think this is it? This is going to be something that you're going to stick with it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is it. I mean, this is a, you know, when we tell our students, this is, this is a life, lifetime skill. Mm -hmm. You know, even if someone decides <laughs> to do something else, but the skills that I learn, you can pick it up and, and you know, do, some, do something with it. And I'm sticking with it because I see so much um, change in, mm -hmm. in people, you know, especially and even if they're in class. Um, our classes, we make it so that the students are experiencing shifts during the class. Mm -hmm. So they know what their client's going to be going through. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so you you do you do both um, hypnotherapy and you teach hypnotherapy as mm -hmm. well. That is amazing. Yeah. Tell yeah. tell us all about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean hypnosis. I know that's a subject where, and you see it on TV, right? Yeah. The shows, and also there's a lot of movies about it. So there's a lot of myths about what hypnosis mm -hmm. is. You know, because when people look at, especially Hollywood movies and, and stage shows, is they're afraid to lose control. Mm -hmm. You know, the, God, the, that person's making me do this, and they don't even know what they're, I don't even know what I'm doing. And it's actually, you know, it's the opposite. Hypnosis actually put the control back into you. Mm -hmm. So when you see the stage shows, um, you're not going to see the beginning of the show where they are um, going through some process to make sure if someone is following instructions. Uh -huh. If you're not following instructions, it's not going to happen, mm -hmm. you know. So it, that which means you're resisting and you're fighting it, right? But if you see these shows, most of the time they're at clubs. You know, there's always <laughs> alcohol involved, right? So they're kind, of, they're already in that state. Yeah. And a lot of times when people are on stage, they would want to be on stage anyway. Yeah. You know, most people there, there's <laughs> there's some extroverts right out there that's like. Look at me. <laughs> you know? So it's it, there's a process of them weeing people out because they, of course, they want to have a successful show. So mm -hmm. if I ask you to sit down and close your eyes and take a deep breath, and if you said no, then I'm not going to be working with mm -hmm. you. You know. Then technically, it's, it's just you cannot hypnotize anyone that that they, they don't want, want it. Correct. It's not like I'm sitting here and you start like, you know, hypnotize right. me, hypnotize oh, yeah. me. With the, with the like, yeah. 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 I mean, that's that's really the Hollywood. And I'm sure in the in the 50s and, you know, maybe they do tricks like that. I mean, there are still people that can use utilize that mm -hmm. because hypnosis is it's just focused awareness. Mm -hmm. So if you think about when you're watching a movie Sometimes when you're watching a movie or TV show, right, and if someone's calling your name and you didn't hear it, mm -hmm. but then they come and say, didn't you hear me? I've been calling yeah. you. you know? Oh, well, I've been watching this because your focus is right there on the screen. Mm -hmm. So we like to say, like, the screen is the biggest hypnotist. Mm -hmm. Because when you're zoned in, you know, it, there's many words for a trans, a zone, um, zone would be used in sports. Mm -hmm. When people are focused on doing any kind of sports, they are hypnotizing themselves in that state. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're very, very focused on what they're doing. So, so hypnosis is a very natural state. We go into it every 90 minutes. 
there's a there's a state where you're just kind of going. You're in the little days, you know. Every ninety minutes. Every ninety minutes, and that's why breaks are you know when you know you go to work that a breaks is like every ninety minutes, ninety minutes to two two. That's why you should take a break every ninety minutes. Yeah, step that's, away. Yeah. Huh. Because then you get zoned in. You know, I, I'm sure like in a lot of students, and I've done this before, when you're studying late at night and all of a sudden you fell asleep, yeah. right? Because you're zoning in this and all of a sudden just like, you know, because your mind just gets there at a certain point and it's like, oh, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. And then it's like, well, let's just go to sleep, yeah. right? So hypnosis, we actually hypnotize every, we hypnotize ourselves every night. Mm-hmm. naturally mm-hmm. you know that state when you're about to fall asleep and you're just kind of really uh-huh. groggy and completely open your uh-huh. eyes that's hypnosis and then you fall asleep right to unconsciously uh-huh. so we have that natural ability to put ourselves in the trance so what we say in hypnosis is i'm not hypnotizing anyone they're hypnotizing them themselves i'm just guiding them you know, to that state. That's interesting. Yeah. So it, it, hip, hypnosis is everywhere. You know, like I said, it's TV, movies, when you're listening to music. You are already hypnotized. You're in it, mm-hmm. right? You go to a concert, what do you do? You're you're hypnotized by whoever that's yeah. on stage. Whatever you actually right. focus on. Yeah. How much does it actually, like, how, if, if somebody's willing to be hypnotized, how much of an effect can you have? Because I've heard um, a few people um, that they actually um, quit smoking mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. hypnosis, right? Or, or similar um, changes. How much, of a, how much of an effect can it actually, like, up to, up to what point can you make those changes? Can you actually... Like help someone to to quit something right away or yeah I mean they can quit and, and I wouldn't say right away yeah you know but there's a process now there's mm-hmm. certain per- a very small percentage of people that can go to a group um, you know there's um, years ago there's I mean there's still going on group sessions for quit smoking uh-huh. they're probably about a room full of fifty people uh-huh. and you have a hypnot- hypnotist and giving them suggestions and some people will quit. For good, okay. Well, even in a group, yeah. And but then it depends on the person. Now, Mm -hmm. there's people, you know, which I I work with people, clients before, where, oh, you know, I went to this group thing and I quit for 15 years, Mm -hmm. and now I'm back smoking again, for you know, for the past 10 years I'm smoking again. So what's going on? Mm -hmm. Did it not work? Well, it did work. For, to a certain extent. Yeah. But then we have to figure out what was going on at that time yeah. in your life that you pick it up again. Yeah, what was the trigger that right. kind of... Yeah. Right. That's amazing, though. Like, is it, does it take... This is a very like funny <laughs> question, but does it take one session for somebody to quit smoking through hypnosis? or It could. Oh, wow. It could take one, one session. Sometimes it takes eight months. Sometimes it takes longer. For you, it's better to take longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, not really. I mean, you know, because it depends on the person, right? And yeah. it depends on how much of things that's in the way. They put effort yeah. and they yeah. cooperate. Right, right. And that's how much, yeah, exactly, how, how, yeah. how committed they are, yeah. you know, to, to quit or to let go and overcome whatever mm-hmm. challenge. What are the easiest yeah. thing that you can 
cure or fix with hypnotherapy? Well, we don't cure or fix. Because oh, we're not okay, correct yeah. me. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> so we don't we don't want to say that word because uh-huh. we're not medical doctors. Yeah. Okay. Anything, you know, mm-hmm. so we're Positively not effect. Right. Yeah, affecting <laughs> someone. Well, you know, I mean, I'm not I wouldn't say the these are a quicker fix than going to traditional mm-hmm. therapy, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. You know, but the quick it really depends on someone. I mean, some like somebody I worked with years ago he quit smoking after one session. Oh, wow. Then I have one, you know, few clients at eight months or maybe, you know, 12 mm-hmm. months. Because what happens is when you're talking about certain behavior, mm-hmm. there may be something else that, you know, that promotes yeah. mm-hmm. that behavior. Mm-hmm. It's not just the behavior itself. Mm-hmm. So if someone is, if just, uh, for example, the client I had years ago, it was really funny because he um, he didn't really quite believe it, mm-hmm. right? So I was talking to him. He just came to stuff. see what's going <laughs> and on. I was like, what is this, right? <laughs> and then um, what I was doing was just using a lot of different ways to talk to him, different language and, and, and things. So, and what I found out by talking to him, he was very competitive. Uh-huh. And... Uh, oh. So there you are. And he was very competitive. So I utilized that, uh-huh. the competitiveness, you know, and using that as an example and said, uh, and because he shared with me that he didn't, he was like very competitive when he was swimming with his 10 year old son. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I said, okay. So then I utilized that, uh-huh. you know, would you want your son to beat you at everything? You know, so, so that could work because, you know, this is what the coaching part of it is, is for me to to really observe and listen beyond what they're saying mm-hmm. and utilize that to help them to stop doing whatever they're doing and replace it with something else. So when we when we work with clients, you know, it's not about taking something away. We're always replacing it with mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. So if he's quitting smoking, he quit smoking, so I replace it with water. So each time you think of having a smoke, you're picking up a glass of water or oh, a bottle of water. Nice. You know, so so it's replacing something that the person wants, and then while they're in hypnosis, when you are when the person is very very relaxed, mm-hmm. right? Because hypnosis, you're all yeah. about to fall asleep, so your mind and body is very very relaxed, and that's when I can go in and give him positive suggestions mm-hmm. for replacement. That is amazing. Very well, interesting. I should come to you. Can we replace chocolate with water? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Hot Cheetos. Yeah. What about sleep problem? Oh, yeah. You, it, it's one of those things that you can fix it too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's replacing something because with, with sleep, we all know the reason why we're not sleeping is there's all these thoughts, all these concerns and worries going through your mind. What did I do today? What am I going to do tomorrow? What if this? What if that? What if this? Right? And it depends on what's going on in your yeah. life. You know, sometimes, but with hypnosis is helping you remember there was time that you had really good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. Right? So the deeper part of you, which is your subconscious mind or the mm-hmm. unconscious mind, remembers many things that you've done. Mm-hmm. You know, so 
It's to invoke that memory and then helping the unconscious mind, you know, to remember this is the time that you were able to fall asleep and to tie into that to the present moment. And of course, we'll be working more about, well, what's the concern? What Mm -hmm. is the worry? Is that really real worries? You know, because a lot of times we live in our mind, Mm -hmm. right? So when the thought's there, you believe the thought is real. But things are not happening right now. Mm -hmm. So the biggest thing for hypnotherapy and coaching is it's also teaching someone to be present. Mm-hmm. So when I work with clients or even kids with high anxiety and stress, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's when, when they are feeling that feeling of anxiety coming on, first of all is to recognize that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't recognize it, it's already hit the, the yeah. ceiling and then you're going to react, right? So it is noticing, oh, something's coming up now. Mm-hmm. And then, then also when you recognize it's like, okay, do I want to entertain this or is it really real? Is it really happening right now? So uh, um, many times I will have them, you know, just touch themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like you're here. But whatever that's going on in your mind is not happening mm-hmm. right now. Right now you are here in your room, but the mind will play tricks on you. Mm-hmm. And then if you allow the mind to take you, yeah. you know, you're, you're going to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it is about present moment. It's about a fully, the full awareness of what is really going on mm-hmm. inside you, not the outside. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. I love it. Yeah. Then technically, you are aware all the time yourself too because you know what is the technique. And you use it for yourself mm-hmm. as well. Was there any time that you forget that, you know, oh, just yeah. you have to remind yourself? Right, right. Well, I'm human. So, you know, I mean, it's funny. Our, <laughs> our students would ask me and, and Jack, you know, my fiance, God, you know, you guys know so much. You do. You, so I figure you just don't fight. And we just look at each other going, <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're still human. You know, I mean, we got tools. But sometimes you still react because there's certain anchors that you get triggered. You know, it's like, oh, that, that look, what did you say that for? You know, one of those things. But, but we won't get to the point where it yeah. escalates. Yeah. You know, I mean, one of us have to be present. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he, what he says, I say what I say. But after that, it's like, okay, is it really that bad? You know, so we have the tools to, if, it, if we don't catch it at that mm-hmm. moment, then we can talk about it afterwards. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it doesn't go really haywire. I think then all of the couples, Mm -hmm. they should learn. They should. I know. Yeah. Every single person. Mm -hmm. Just because uh, all of your your relationships, all of uh, everything with with coworkers, with, um, with strangers out on the street, right? If if people are aware of all of this, the, they wouldn't do as much uh, road rage mm-hmm. yeah. as they're driving, right. right? Right. When you're waiting in line in the grocery store, you wouldn't go. You wouldn't lose everything because mm-hmm. you feel like you're late and mm-hmm. people are ahead of you. Every every single thing. Uh, this, these are the tools that we all need yeah. all the time. When yeah. your mom is talking, when your sister is talking, when your brother is talking, when your coworkers mm-hmm. just saying that, it just make you. 
irritated, uncomfortable, mm -hmm. that's a time that you just remind yourself that just right. calm it down. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And probably I don't know what else. Like, like yeah, because sometimes you can even play tricks on yourself, right? Because mm -hmm. sometimes you talk yourself out of certain things mm -hmm. <laughs> just to get out of whatever that you're feeling, mm -hmm. right? So we all have the ability to do that. So you're just using your own natural ability, but you're now you're using it in a way that benefits you, mm -hmm. you know, for the long term, right? So this is all about practice because a lot of our behaviors is repeated. You've been practicing mm -hmm. a certain, like, you know, smoking, for example. Mm -hmm. If someone's been smoking for, they've been practicing that. They have mastered that behavior of smoking, you know. The same as sleeping, right? When right. you don't sleep, you, you let your body to get this habit yeah. of not sleeping. Mm -hmm. Right. And right. then you have to retrain it back mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. sleep. Right. And then also retraining your mind because if you don't sleep... It's, I mean, if you think of it as you got thoughts and they keep piling up. Right? They get heavy. Yeah. And then there's no room for others. Mm -hmm. So if you don't sleep, it just stays there. And the sleep actually in, in, the hypno, in hypnotherapy terms, it's like you're venting out hmm. the thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, you're venting out things so that there's, you can gain more information because it's, it's almost like you're so loaded. And that's why people, there are people that's so anxious and stressed throughout the day because they, they can't relax, mm -hmm. you know. And so when you're fully relaxed, that's when magic happens, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, think about it when you're in the shower. Mm -hmm. There's many times ideas come up <laughs> that's in the shower, true. right? Yeah. Because you're relaxed. You're focused on taking a shower, and that, that feeling, that sensation, is putting you in that present moment, and that's when the ideas comes up. Then how, how, now it just came to my mind, how meditations and hypnotherapy, it seems they're crossing, right? Yeah, it yeah. It's, it's very similar, and meditation is more about connection to you know, if if you have, if you're practicing spirituality mm -hmm. or if you be, uh, believe in certain religion, mm -hmm. it's more about your connection to the higher mm -hmm. being, you know, outside of you, right? And for meditation too, a lot of people think that meditation. I'll just go take a meditation workshop, and then I'm supposed to be Zen, right? And there's no thoughts, and I'll be good. But what happens is once you get into that state, you're sitting quietly. What your unconscious mind or the subconscious mind <laughs> would do is like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to have, I'm gonna, something's going to come up. You're, you're going to face it. Mm -hmm. Then you start noticing, you know, oh, I, I did something that wasn't really quite right. Or, you know, and then you'll be like, oh, I don't like to do this because now it's showing me stuff. And that's what meditation is. You know, it's, it's not going to happen all the time, but that's what happens is it's showing you things about yourself. Mm -hmm. And then also meditation is it's not about not having any thoughts at all. There's no way you can have. I mean, maybe sometimes you'll have split seconds of nothing there, but majority of the time there's 
some thoughts yeah. floating around, but it's for you to observe the thoughts mm-hmm. and not to have the thoughts take over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're just saying, oh, there's a thought, let it go. Oh, uh, you know, it's practicing that. Mm-hmm. And for hypnosis, the sensation is the same because you're almost in, you're in a very nice, deep relaxation. Mm-hmm. But for hypnosis is there's a specific goal, you know, such as for smoking, weight loss, insomnia, Mm -hmm. anxiety. So you are receiving positive suggestions Mm -hmm. to replace what no longer serves you. Mm -hmm. So there's somebody there like me, I will guide you through it, you know, with the suggestions. And the suggestions are the words from my clients, what they want, Mm -hmm. you know, and then I'll add something else in there that will promote what they want but a lot of times it's really about that person it's, it's not about the hypnotherapist wow that's mm-hmm. very interesting i i want to tell you uh our listeners we're going to have section two as well because this discussion needs to stretch out i have a lot of questions right now <laughs> probably in five minutes we're going to cut it off for section one and then we will stop it we're going to have a little bit chat <laughs> you won't hear <laughs> yeah, then we're and probably warm up your episode. tea <laughs> evelyn's tea is cold already <laughs> and then we'll come back but um Go ahead, you ask questions. No, because I'm, I'm good. Maybe this is a good stopping point. You okay, then, yeah. then I'm going to stop here. So and this then is the first episode. Yes, episode <laughs> Evelyn 1. And then don't forget to come back and listen to our um, second um, session, um, Evelyn, which is going to be 17A or 17B. Okay? <laughs>